mission failed. We'll get them next time. Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. The season is over. RIP, it's gone to heaven. It's episode number 267. The season's done then, everyone. Thank God you can all breathe out now. The mediocrity has finished. We ended in a 1-1 against Coventry, which was not really entertaining. But I went to watch it live, and that was nice. And I sat next to you, David Cowlishaw, and that was probably the highlight of my day. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, Chris. Uh, thank you for that. Um, yes, it was, a, it was a pleasant afternoon, uh, morning slash afternoon for me. Um, yeah, and just it was, a, it was a nice time if you ignore the sort of the football match. But yeah, I, I, I liked having a sit down. I liked um, going for a wee. That was good. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, several highlights there. Uh, Tony Lloyd, sadly, uh, you you could not make it to to the last game of the season, but you were there in spirit. We rose a glass to your honour. How are you doing? I'm all right. I take issue with the suggestion that this season has gone up to heaven when no better um, <laughs> purgatory. Purgatory yeah. is where I'm going. Um, but yeah, I was I was happily ensconced at home watching it on the internal webs. Um, mm. It was nice. I had also a drink. I also did two wees. Um, <laughs> both good. <laughs> no pain or anything. So good, good because um, otherwise, if if you are having a wee and it does cause pain, I would recommend any of you just medical advice. That you know, that's the type of podcast we are. Caring, just get that checked. Get it checked, right? <laughs> Stoke one. Coventry City won. Um, I said to you, Dave, uh, that the Stoke goal, as lovely as it was, it seemed completely accidental uh, because they were unable to replicate the any of the type of... Not even the move. They just couldn't replicate any passes. I believe we counted, and the most number of passes that they managed to complete was seven in, mm. a, in, a, in, one, in one thing. So... Um, Coventry, in my view, 100% deserved to win the game and somehow didn't. Um, yes. And they seemed to have a nice time, didn't they? They were they, Their fans were jumping and having a, having a lovely time and singing songs that went, woo, at the end, which was, which was lovely. Um, oh, God. It, it wasn't a good game at all, was it? Um, I was thinking, like reflecting on the past week, just in terms of football in general, and it's been a rather sort of marvellous footballing week. Like, uh, if you start on Monday, you have Fulham beating Luton 7-0, so like winning the league in like a really emphatic sort of record-breaking style. There's there's a big sort of story narrative there. Uh, The Tuesday night, you have a Champions League semi-final where there's a sort of threaten to come back from Villarreal and Liverpool come back from that. It's a fantastic game. Uh, Wednesday night, you have the unbelievable drama of the Man City-Real Madrid game and, you know, a fantastic um, advert for, you know, top-level football. On the Thursday night, you've got two Europa League semi-finals where just the atmospheres at both games just seem incredible, like regardless of whatever you think about the clubs involved, like just, you know, huge just absolutely raucous European stadiums, absolutely bouncing off the ground with excitement. Um, you've also got a, 
on the on the Thursday and the Friday, you've got playoff semi uh, semi finals as well from League One. So you've got sort of drama and things riding on it as well. And then we get to <laughs> 12.30 Saturday, Stoke-on-Trent, a meaningless uh, game in terms of sort of anything riding on it. I've just knocked something over. Um, and yeah, we just get served up that. And uh, I, I saw uh, a, a tweet earlier, which was like, oh, Radio Stoke gave Vale like so much of the coverage yesterday. I was like, well, to be fair, League Two... <laughs> Uh, had things riding on it. League League Two had absolute chaotic scenes, uh, mm, mm. and it was brilliant. So it, it, it's so sort of typical that it, it's just a fantastic week for the sport and for the English football and everything like that. And you just get the absolute dregs of it. You get the <laughs> sort of, you get the burnt toast of Stoke Cov. Um, and yeah, it's not going to have changed anyone's minds. It's not going to have, it's not really told us anything about next season. It's not, we, I don't think there's any possible like thing you can really hang your hat on. We gave someone a debut, but other than that, yeah, it was a mediocre game in a, what has turned out, unfortunately, to have been a rather mediocre season. Uh, we can, I suppose we'll be talking about the season as a whole later, but this season has been like, it's not has been as thoroughly underwhelming as last season. Obviously, fans back in the ground has made a difference to that, but um, we, we've threatened to have hope at points this season, but for the last few months, it's been sort of waiting for the final whistle of this game. And that was kind of typified by a sort of walking pace second half with nothing happening. Yeah, it yeah, you've you summarized that completely wonderfully. It was a game with with no stakes and a very well, I'm gonna say very little intensity, but that's not true because I think Coventry, for their part, did play pretty well and played with good intensity and the, that that dreaded thing of oh they seem to it's like they had a, an extra man on the pitch they just they were just able to pass the ball around us and it just it was a nothing game and so I've seen a lot of people be angry and very angry about it and I, and I don't get me wrong I get it I do get it but also it was a nothing game like I I it's just funny it's just funny to me because <laughs> it was so, it was so it was such a comically bad game. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a, a, a symbol of of our, of our of our season as a whole. The good news is we, I mean, we finished fourteenth, two Again. points, yeah, fourteenth as we did last season, but we're two points better off, um, which you know is nice. And Ooh. we also have um, a, a plus Positive five goal difference. Goal difference. Whereas last oi, year, oi. yeah, last year we were on minus two. So you know incremental progress even if uh not, not really um tony uh watching then from afar uh you didn't have the joy that was just a stadium of atmosphere uh you, you just had to rely on a game and i can't imagine it as much as you enjoyed going for your wheeze i can't imagine the game itself was one that you'll be uh thinking about <laughs> for, for a very long time so what we what, what were your takeaways from it Obviously, the main highlight was for BBC Radio Stoke commentary, as always. 
um, no, we, we were we were quite shit and we we scored just before half time and then we were a bit better. It looked like that sort of shook Coventry a bit and we we still weren't very good, but they they were less I don't know, they, they put up less fight in the second half, but like yeah, they should have had probably two or three in the first half before we scored. So yeah. but they finished above us. Good luck to them. Mm-hmm. Um it was yeah, it was it was very much what you expect this season really is that you're either going to start well and fade away in a game or start badly and maybe nab something like we've been it's been the case all season we've only have we lost any games by more than one goal barely um it's been a very close for season hmm. game by game and it was very it was very much a championship game it's yeah. It doesn't really matter who you're playing. They might beat you or you might win. It's just, I it, it takes a lot of getting used to, I think, as a fan base for, to get used to the fact that we anything can happen on any day. And even if we are sometimes a good side, we might come up against somebody doing something completely different or we might just have an off day. And it's just it just happens and it happens all the time. It happens to everyone. It happens to Fulham. It happens to all the teams who were in the playoffs now and were rough. I think Dave, you tweeted, didn't you? That league table and mm. from, was it January? Yeah. January 29th. So, okay. Yeah. So with, without looking at it, difficult. Luton and Sheffield United who finished in the playoffs were on the same points as us. Yeah. It's just, it's just football and it? it's shit. Hate it. Can't wait for next season. Well, I mean, we'll talk about we'll we'll move on to next season soon uh, because there's there's only so much about this season that I can I can uh, really tolerate. It is funny. I just you saying there there hasn't been many games where we've lost by I say a deficit of more than one goal. There's been plenty of games where we've conceded more than one goal. But looking through the season, there are only two games where we've lost by more than a deficit of of one. We lost away to Fulham, 3-0. And then we lost away to Borough, uh, 3-1. And those are the only games that I've got where we... I mean, we've conceded. We've conceded three before. uh, But that was... uh, Where did it go? Uh, Fulham at home, home, 3-2. So... Yeah, that's a real. Do you know what? That's quite an interesting, interesting thing. Um, yeah, well, I think the I think the ultimate problem with this season hasn't been sort of our lack of quality necessarily. I think we've sort of agreed at various points this season that this is probably the best uh, Stoke side we've had since we've been in the Championship, and I think the fact that we haven't been outclassed mm-hmm. in many games this season would bear that out. Um, and you can say, you know, strength of this league compared to others. Bloody, but I think, I mean, come on, I think the championship's about the same every year. You replace a Norwich with a Watford and vice versa, you know. Um, but I think, yeah, the problem has been sort of a more of a mentality and momentum thing, because I think what has happened is uh, there have been just certain games that have killed us. Um, and we can probably rattle off countless examples of games we've absolutely tossed away, thrown away late on or had a comeback against being 3-0 up against Cardiff. The Nottingham Forest game, which I think was the real sort of like, ah, 
fuck, if we'd have won that, then, you know, it could have been different. But like Peterborough away, we threw, we um, bollocked up. There's been countless other ones where we've been ahead and like absolutely dominated. Like there was a Barnsley home game earlier in the season where we absolutely mullered them and still ended up drawing. And there was mm-hmm. countless examples of that. And whilst I'm not saying like, oh, we, we would be... Uh, top six team if it weren't for just one or two bad results these these moments shape seasons and these individual games are the ones that have costed us it's and i don't think like huddersfield in particular have a better team than we do i think huddersfield have had uh, runs yeah. of games at right times and we have uh, not been able to put runs together that much it was the this season was the first time in ages that we won three on the bounce. And that was a very, very squeaky close run thing. And so I bet, I bet I've not looked at Luton Huddersfield, you know, all those teams, but I bet they've done that a few times a season, win three on the bounce. And that unfortunately is either, either it's a mentality thing, either it's a, you know, tactical thing or it's, something is causing that to happen with with not just putting enough sequences of results together. But that is the overriding issue. I don't think we are shit. It's just, we're not consistent enough to be good, which is where we are. And I I was uh, before uh, yourself and Tom Thrower uh, came yesterday, I was stood outside chatting to uh, Ben Rowley of YYY files and his dad. Um, about football and in general. And Ben uh, gave a, a very, very good point that I, you know, kind of wrote off. And that is that we've played the large majority of this season without arguably our one of our be- better centre-backs. And that in this division, as much as having a decent squad is is wonderful, the the, the difference that you find is that quite often some pl- teams will have players who are a cut above everything else and those are the players that you can rely upon you know it isn't like the premier league where you have multi-million pound squads assembled with international players in every position twice over this is a division where you're gonna have your top players you're gonna have your players who are filling up the squad and they're there to do a job but they're not the guys you go to week in week out unfortunately with suitor out we've possibly struggled and and you said yesterday as well Dave we've hardly had a consistent 11 whether that's down to the manager um chopping and changing uh, yeah who who knows um and I'm not saying if we'd had Harry Suter all season we would suddenly be an amazing team there are a multitude of different factors but it, mm. but I it, sorry sorry to cut in but I I agree that us losing Suter hurts us more than for example Fulham losing Mitrovic would. And I know he scored a billion goals this season, but I think Fulham would have still won the league without Mitrovic because they've just got that that depth and that sort of that that quality where whereas our backline is good and I've liked Jagielka and Harwood Bellis and Spells and Wilmot, I think, is a good player as well. But Suter is such a sort of uh, focal point and such a big, well, literally big uh, presence for us that uh, it's going to have an impact. And in fact, you know what, I'd say the defence, go back to that stat about us not conceding um, or not losing games by two goals or more. I think our defence has actually done rather well without him. But again, it's not blaming injuries, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's that's a real miss. Having a, unfortunately, not at the 
races Campbell is gone across us because he was like one of the best players in the league last season. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I'm sorry for jumping in, but I, I'm completely in agreement that O'Neill is going to be blamed a lot. I'm a, I understand calls for him to leave given the sort of, well, if you're finishing 14th, 14th, then I can see the sort of arguments for saying he's not taking us anywhere. Of course I can. But I think there are certain things where he actually has improved us. And there are certain respects in which he has been the victim of poor fortune. And I'm I'm not saying that he's just been unlucky because of course not. But, and I think early in the season, I I was a bit more mon out than I am, but I don't know. I think I'm not as rabid now. Yeah. Same. I'd agree. Yeah. Sorry. Um, It's really easy to forget how good Campbell was before he got injured, especially having seen him this season where it's been very stop, start and stuttery and cameos, but he, he was the best striker in the league for however few months that was. And then, we haven't seen him since. And uh, you've got to hope a good pre-season, a proper pre-season, he might be something close to that again. And then mm. that's quite exciting. But I think you mentioned the, the lack of consistency. And I think that might come from what is partly at least a positive place because our squad is really young mm-hmm. and they're going to they're gonna grow together. If we, if we stick with the core of the... We'll probably go through the squad list at some point, but if we stick with the core of the good young players, Josh Tyman and some others, um, then they will grow together and they will start to build that belief as a unit and and it will knit and they'll gain more experience. And it, it can only... I, everything's going to be completely great forever. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And I, unlike previous seasons, the issue isn't that we need a complete squad overhaul in the summer. I don't think that's yeah. true. In previous seasons, we have thought that and we've bought, you know, sold 10 and bought 10 in. <laughs> like, um, we've, like, even in the past week, we've tied down Jagielka to another year, which I think is good because I, I like him. And I think uh, with such a young team, like having Phil Jagielka there is going to be a big um, boon for us. But, Brownie on a new contract as well. And like, like God knows how much we've talked about how much we love him. And I just, I just, that's given me such cause for optimism. And I know, well, I don't know because I don't know them personally, but I get a real sense that the likes of Brown, Tymon, Wilmot, uh, those sort of characters, Suter, um, I think they do genuinely think that they can achieve with Stoke. And maybe it's the naivety of their youth, or maybe it's, the thought that actually for, I think, possibly all of them, this is the first time in their careers that they're getting consistent football in the championship. And you think, you know what? No, actually, I'm going at it. I'm enjoying my football. I, you know, we we might not be, a, you know, a top six club yet, but I'm I'm growing as a player. Look, look how much Timon's come on. Look how much Brown's come on. Um, so clearly... O'Neill may have something about him. Maybe we've just got a good crop of lads, but he's he's kept them like that, you know. Um, and it's such a stark contrast to again, we people see just the league tables and see, oh, we're just the same as we were under Rowett and Jones. No, we're not, because 
we think how much we like loathe the likes of like Ashley Williams and like these mercenaries who were coming and taking a wage and didn't seem to really give a shit whatsoever. We've got lads who do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've realized the sort of general tone of our conversation so far has been like very sort of optimistic. And you could say it's a bit sort of, um, you know, rose tinted spectacles. Of course you could. Um, but I would say, I think we are, um, to hark back to 2006, I think we're a Lee Hendry away. I think we're we're that sort of signing away from kicking on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I know it's shit. I'm not, I'm not going to say last, you know, Saturday was a good performance. I, and I know that quite a few of our results have come since um, the season's had nothing riding on it. But... When Pulis was manager, there was often a argument, particularly before we got promoted, between uh, the Oatcake Forum dubbed them the, the Pulis hating wank, wank stains and the uh, uh, the Pulis the Pul- 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 whoever, whoever they call the Pulis lovers. Um, but I think I'd rather be on the side of the Angels just for this one mm. because I. Because above all else, like I like this team so much more than I've liked previous Stoke teams. And I'd rather sort of maybe be a bit silly in believing that they can achieve something uh, than think, oh, fuck it, tear it all up again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm old enough to fondly remember the Amigos. Yes. And not think them terribly cringy. So I, I'm very much in, in that camp. I was Amigo number 13, which I was very proud of at the time. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah positivity well, positivity and j- just to, to roll back but also tie into the coming topic uh when you you say that the you don't feel that the defense is what's really let us down this season and, and i would argue this is correct the the area that's let us down and what <laughs> was evident yesterday was our was our midfield and it's an area where arguably there's going to be the biggest change because I've did, gone on. Did, is did it have a midfield yesterday? Sorry. Way, way, way. Is we it? did not have a midfield. I've got, I've just got, an, I've got a slight issue. Um, I've gone on transfer marked because uh, it's the, they have contract information and they're saying Sam Klukas is here till 2023. Yes. Now no, it is because right. he signed a two year extension this season, didn't he? Oh, or the end of last season. Yeah. Starting Klukas was an odd one yesterday. I, I he seems so surplus to requirements as a player for quite some time. He's I think he's been on that same sort of level we had Tom Ince on, you know. Um it felt a bit shop windowy. Yes, same with Morgan Fox as well. I thought that was a bit yeah. sort of random. At centre back. Yes. Yeah. Who's Morgan Fox also till 2023, apparently. Um so the big one being Mr. Joe Allen. Uh, the rumours were that he decided he was going to sign a new deal, but we couldn't quite hear. They, they, there was an interview with him after the match, and the PA system at Stoke is is interesting. Uh, we could shit. Quite it's meant to be shit. If you don't like it, there's it off. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't really quite hear. But taking from what Ben Rowley said after the match in Delilah's Bar, which incidentally is opened after the final whistle. Um, he said he said it's a real beer apparently um but he said that apparently the interview 
said something along the lines, thank you, Joe, for everything you've done, which to me doesn't sound like I look forward to seeing you next season. It sounds like a goodbye, Joe. See you later. And then it came out after the match. Apparently Swansea really want to sign him. So if we assume that Joe Allen is gone, that is a, regardless of your opinions, that is a big hole to fill because he is also captain as he has been this season. So there's a few. Uh, I've just filled the hole. Jordan, you get Jordan Thompson to fill the hole. You make Harry Sutar captain. Done. Bosh. Oh man, Dave, you agree. Fixed everything. Um, uh, well, in which case then let me, let me run you through some other players who are going. Uh, Liam Moore's loan deal finishes. Um, I don't really understand the oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I assume that we probably wouldn't be looking to bring him in. I don't know, would we? I, I don't really no understand more. what his what his thing is with with Reading. Like, is his contract up in the same way that Tom Ince's is up? Yeah, I I, I, I try not to think about Liam Moore. I, I barely yeah. knew he existed. Um, yeah, so yeah, Moore will be gone. Alan uh, is sort of question mark. Maybe it's like tilting towards going. Um, Fletch, uh, Fletch is off. Fletch, Fletch is off. Um, uh, Jags is is staying. Uh, so transfer right. march, you need to get get up with it. Uh, James Chester will apparently be gone. Um, did I read Frenchage. that he? Oh, sorry. Now, did I read that Chester hinted at retirement? Did I read that or? Yeah, there's, a, there's. I think there's been a few sort of semi-conflicting James Chester stories. Um, yeah, I, it would. I don't really see a future for him at Stoke. I wonder if maybe even uh, him coming off the bench. I know it was sort of injury enforced, but I wonder if maybe partly the reason he came on was sort of like either sort of get some last minutes in you because you don't know where your career is going kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was probably delighted to be booed by some fucking dickheads, but you know, <laughs> yes, you, you got very animated when he was, when he was booed. Um, he arguably won as well, not arguably, he did win as the point, didn't he? Yeah, with that amazing goal line back heeled clearance flying through. Yeah, probably I've, used the last of his knees up for that, but yeah. it was worth it. It was great. I've I've never I've never like I'd never be your own player anyway. But I think Chester, like he's such a um, receptacle for a lot of crap. I'm not going to sit here and say he's like amazing, but he's really not been that bad. Like no, and he so obviously cares and tries. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah, so yeah. obviously is chucking himself in. Doing absolutely everything possible. Yeah. Sometimes it when, is is lacking himself makes yeah. him look like he's done something wrong. When you think with other likes of Kevin Vimmer, who've been absolute charlatans, <laughs> like yeah. James Chester, like yeah, fine, he's not been the player we maybe hoped when we signed, but I'd leave off him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Chester potentially gone, um, and then so this is just going off the transfer marks. Tommy Smith apparently is off. Or at least his contract runs, according to transfer marks, his contract runs out. He's our second highest earner, so I could imagine he'd be off as well because he's on quite a bit of whack from what uh, I remember. And he's he's hit the magic number of thirty as well. Yeah, and life uh, t- ends at thirty. Tony, you mentioned Mario Vrancic. Mario Vrancic. Um, yeah, he's falling off the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Powell is. Did he sign a deal? Did I, I can't remember. I don't know what's happened when it. Oh, there was rumours, and and there was there was that interview where was it Michael O'Neill said 
we don't need to worry about it. It's in hand. We've both got an option to extend it. Mm. But then there was never like that predictable okay. announcement a few weeks later that it had been extended. So mm. uh, we also then have more <laughs> loan players in uh, in uh, Philogene Bidace. I can never say it. Uh, who's gone? Presumably. Um, Seema, <laughs> so, he's apparently still alone. Who knew? Uh, yeah. uh, Josh, uh, the last two I want to talk to you about that I, I feel questionable whether they could come back. Uh, yeah, Josh Madger and Remain Sawyers. Now, Remain Sawyers, uh, Steve Bruce has said, Oh, no, I quite like the look of him. You know, we've had to, that's not oh, Steve fuck Bruce. Off, right? <laughs> I know. So there's, there's a question mark whether. He's a player that we'd look to even be getting. And Josh Madger, we presumably have an option to buy, but I don't know. What do you think? Would would you exercise such a right? I think I would. I think he's shown he's shown signs of being absolutely excellent holding the ball up mm-hmm. um, without really having a run to show what he can do when he's had a run, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's also still 23. Yes. Shut that window. Yeah, 23. Yeah. Which is a good age. And he's, he was adorable on that documentary, yeah. wasn't he? He's a, he's a young lad with potential. Um, and that is like in keeping with the sort of mm. general vibe of the squad, isn't it? And he's got clearly got ability. He's absolutely um he's got the attitude as well. I think he's got mm. he's got a real attitude, real ability. He, it's maybe just not happened for him yet in terms of scoring goals, but you know, that hasn't he, happened with anyone, has it? And well, but the, my question would be is if you're a young striker with ability, but maybe not like you've not hit the ground running yet, is Stoke the place for you? And I think well, I, I think he to, he might decide he might want to go somewhere else. But he, he might, but to, to counter that, he's he's a year or at least he, he's younger than Jacob Brown. And when Jacob Brown had his if he as you remember, his first season with us, Jacob Brown, there were many, many critics. So oh, he's 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 to, yeah, he's rubbish. I wouldn't bother playing him. And then he has had, well, he's player of the season. He literally has been our player of the season. It just shows a run with players that they get there, they improve. And he is, he's, uh, Maggio is young. He is, I I would definitely, I would bring him in. I think I would. Um, especially since Stephen Fletcher is going and not that they're a like for like replacement, but as you say, Tony, he is decent at holding up the ball. And Jacob Brown yesterday, uh, God bless him. He is a trier, but they, the amount of times we lofted the ball up to him and that is just, that isn't his game. He he is a strong and good player at like managing to, he's a physical player is what I think I'm trying to say, but he isn't like holding everyone off and holding the ball up. Um, and we would just, we just don't play to his strengths. Having someone up there to, to support him. I think you said, Dave, I would be, I would be happy with that. Or like, I don't know, going a little bit more positive. Why don't we play oh, three up front? That would be Ooh. crazy. I, th- I think he, he brings something different to the other two. You've got, <clears throat> got Campbell, who's the raw finisher with the pace and, and the doing fun run stuff. And then there's Jacob Brown, who's covering every blade of grass, like a John Walters type figure. But I would say everyone slagged John Walters off when he was at his peak and brilliant for us. Um, I think Jacob Brown is on that trajectory. Um, 
imagine definitely just bring something different. So assuming Fletcher's gone, which I, he has to be really, oh, doesn't yeah. he? He, he's hasn't, gone. He, he, he looked gone this season. So yeah, there's no reason we'd be renewing at massive expense. You'd think we'd be trying to bring somebody in that does fills that that gap in in the triumvirate of different kind of strikers. Whether we want somebody a foot taller, mm. might that might be a thing that they think. Well, actually, maybe maybe he's shit in training or something. But uh, I I think he would be an excellent signing, and we've already got it. We've got it there if we want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean. Squad aside, I think that I'm all you, you guys have made me feel relatively, relatively positive, even though yesterday I didn't come away from yesterday's game feeling miserable. I've not had a nervous breakdown or anything. I had a really nice time seeing friends, and the football was secondary. Um, but I did put out a tweet earlier and I asked people on the Wizards of Drivel at Wizards of Drivel. Um, Season's done and dusted. I want your top three things that you want to see happen at Stoke this summer to get you into next season feeling optimistic. I probably could have written that better. There's probably a better sentence there. But three things that are going to make you feel optimistic going into next season. A few uh, examples to to, to read to you, and I'll get your thoughts on some of these. Uh, Toby says, uh, stadium revamped to make it feel modern. I mean... I don't want to be pessimistic, Toby, but uh, unless you're willing to have a whip round, that ain't happening. Uh, team have to have a more attacking setup. Permission to feed people to hippos? Yes. Permission? Um, permission is just going to happen. Uh, yeah. Robin Tunstall says, start thinking bigger picture shit. Sacking Mon could be a short-term fix, but we have not looked like a club with a strategy since Prime Pulis. Hmm. What's the point of sacking a manager when things above him don't appear to be fixed? Second thing, he wants more vegan options and more beer options. Uh, Andy Robin, B. it's not available in the in the terrace in the concourse. It's only available in Delilah's. Very good. Nice. After it's the cer- final whistle, it certainly, it certainly was when I was last there in in the top tier with the prawn sandwich. Ah. We had well, sixty one deep. They don't give it. They just they, no. It's because it's it's the nice option. Uh, Andy Robinson says, bring back old hippo before he got a missus pre-2004. Entertain us. <laughs> divorce, <laughs> divorce the pot of missus. <laughs> to bring him back with his wacky yeah. antics, even if the grain is crap. He says, bring back the old scoreboard and score flash for when Crew and Vale are losing for the bants. And bring back <laughs> Ken Dodds. Yes. Bring back Ken Dodd's happiness. I'm on board with happiness. Yeah, I'm on fair. board with Ken Dodd. Let's add so um, the scoreboard. Wait, who was who was who came up with those three? <laughs> the I scoreboard. Those my favourites. Uh, that was Andy Robinson. I want to put the scoreboard in front of the goal that Andy we're defending. Super. Yep, yep. Um, because that'll work. What was the first one? I forgot my first one, but I had something. I can't find the list. Um, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> what was before the scoreboard? Uh, before, the, sorry, sorry. Uh, he, he said uh, to bring back old uh, old Potamus. Oh yeah, because like all great musicians, he can only do his best work when he's really miserable. So he needs to have his <laughs> real pop, ones. Remember Hippo's pop, biker jacket face ripped away from him. Yeah, he, before he <laughs> oh, before yeah. he settled down, <laughs> no kids. Interestingly, what's going on there? Um, uh, he, he wore biker jackets. He ripped the heads off mascots. He he did it all. Did our hippo? Um, 
and yeah, I can, I'm completely on board. I, I would even tear down the scoreboards and uh, great bring bring the old one back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll throw some more at you. Uh, Sam Hill says, and they've given us four here rather than three. A preseason tour of Tuscany. Yes. It's possible this would just be for wasted all. on us. Uh, but or for the team. That's a, who knows? Uh, no, number two, Bod allows supporters in and move itself a mile closer to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, all people sitting around me whose names I don't know renew their season ticket. That's that's fair. That's unusual. Uh, for number four. Yeah. Number four, replica shirts to be less than 50 quid. They're about 20 now, aren't they? Optimistic. You just have to wait. Some more... Some more serious ones. Lee Hawthorne says, buy a player with skill and pace to drift past opponents. Positive updates on Suter. Some supporter ideas about sorting out the atmosphere and culture in the booth and end. Uh, and then, I mean, there's there are lo- there honestly there has been lots and lots of uh, replies from the flippant uh, asking <laughs> us to, to sack sack O'Neill. To um, well, we can't do that. <laughs> we're not we're not allowed. We're, we're not. Very much- but uh, but there, looking here, there are a few about fan zones and atmosphere yes. and uh, uh, the club general direction, which I kind of feel are all kind of related. So I will say, like for for yourselves, um, what what are you what do you want to see? Um, I suppose ser- serious answers first. What okay. type of things do you want to see them do? Uh, okay, got- so I've got a um, sort of general point about sort of next season in general from my own perspective as a fan that encompasses some of that. So I'll, I'll come into that in a sec. First quick point I was going to make just on the, the team side that maybe just might be a take that's a bit too spicy for some people and they might not like it. But we've talked about having a young team and these players are growing as well. Don't forget, in managerial terms, Michael O'Neill is a young manager as well. He has not been at uh, club management all that long, so maybe he will develop and grow as a manager as well. That can happen, uh, but we'll park that for one side. Uh, next season, I, I I I tweeted partly because like maybe I'd seen like you guys at the match and stuff, Chris. Um, mm. the, I actually it was in a way a bit of a shame that the season was over because. Um, Actually, I'm just oddly looking forward to the next Stoke game now. And yeah. that might seem a strange thing to say, given the standard of football we've watched. But yeah, I was just thinking, mm, damn, I, I kind of, because I, I, it'd been a while since I'd been to Stoke. and But then I kind of got the got the buzz back a little bit, just of the whole sort of match day thing. Um, so from my point of view next season, here's what I'm going to try and do. I'm going to try and not be sort of sucked in to the... The converse, not the conversation, but like the sort of the bickering and the infighting as much. I'm going to try and ignore that and, if possible, sway my thinking towards having fun. Now, it was interesting because uh, Tony mentioned the Stokes Amigos earlier. And I thought <laughs> that might actually be a good place to be. Maybe this is how I grow and develop as a person where I'm not getting uh, angry about what the man behind me thinks about Tyrese Campbell. Maybe what I'm doing next season is this. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to try and get to more matches, more away. I've renewed my season ticket. I'm going to try, try and get to as many games as I can. I can't do midweeks for uh, obvious reasons, but I can't. But I'm going to try and get to as many away games as I can because I think that would be a nice thing to do. It's fun to go to away games, more or less, in general. Um, so I'm going to try to get to more games. I'll try and enjoy it for what it is. So if we are crap, you know, right from the start of next season, if we were just absolute turge. Uh, I'm going to try and get to games and just enjoy enjoy the sort of 
the stuff around it as much as I can. And you know what? If we're shit, you know, we're shit and we're meant to be shit. If I don't like it, there's the door. Uh, so I'll keep I'll keep that I'll keep that sort of sense of perspective, hopefully, because I'm used I'm used to championship mediocrity now. I've, I've therefore got no um, expectation of us like challenging for promotion so i can sort of almost remove that <laughs> remove the sort of hope have a hope lobotomy and just like have it and replace it with a beer lobotomy uh, replace it with a beer chip in my brain which just says ah well more more beer for dave and then uh and then so hopefully just have a match day experience that for me is more enjoyable now i've also been on this podcast quite a few times and said look the conditions in terms of making that kind of thing possible for home matches are not really there. We don't have a fan zone. We don't have anything like a decent concourse. We don't have anything really to keep people around after the match. There's Delilah's bar and that's it. And, um, and, and the reason we can't have that is because of the catering arrangements, because uh, guess who does our catering and guess who wouldn't want outside companies coming and doing an outside fan zone uh, of the coaches because yeah. Um, Do but, they? but think about, uh, you know, all the times we've said this, you can be a fan who's like optimistic and enjoys the game and like, doesn't sort of uh, get on the team's backs or boo the players for, taking a knee or having the audacity to be subbed on or just being a general prick. You can be that kind of fan and you can also hammer the club for being really uh, sloppy in terms of off the pitch provision. You can be a sort of optimistic, happy clapper, if you will, and still really want the club to change and try and force that change. So I'm going to try and do both. I'm going to try and have my cake of football fun and eat it in the forms of, um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to keep saying, calling out the coaches, the operation of the club for what is a League Two off the pitch club masquerading as a Championship one. Mm. So, uh, uh, so to the uh, higher ups at Stoke, say, get your fucking house in order, sort it out. You've got a team that is mediocre. You've got a fan base that is griping and snipey and miserable. Maybe if you placate us with some bread and circuses, we might be less yeah. angsty about it. I, and the, the club you run might have a sort of more general positive direction about it. I, I yeah, yeah, 100% on, on everything. A small, a small thing that I would, I would say as well off the back of that. And it's not, it's on the sub, on that subject, but small. Like I, I rarely go into Delilah's. Um, usually you have to pay two we, quid. Like what you have to pay two. You, well, you have to pay two quid. Um, usually we've gone in on the last game of the season when a few of us have like wanted to have a quick drink and stuff together. But what I would say as well is it's, uh, I'm sure it was wonderful in 1997 or, or, but it just, it, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like, like 97 grand, doesn't it? Yeah, it do, it's not exactly like this. I, I, you know, I'm not asking it to be some fucking hipster bar Spurs. or anything. Yeah, I, I'm not. It, it doesn't have to be that, but it, it, it doesn't. It's just it's a it's a room with, but it isn't even like it's not an inviting place. I don't know if if it's I wasn't going club, clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. If I wasn't going in to speak to friends from the football. Like it's not a 
oh yeah, let's go to that. But in my head, we should have facilities around the club that are inviting that people want to go into. And oh god, Delilah's I feel is extra seats. Anyway, I feel like it's indicative of the of just the whole the club as a whole. Though it's just what is it? It's it's basic. It's a room. Yeah, um, it's it's like a brick-built porter cabin with another one stuck on top, yes. with a tiny staircase from one to the other, which limits the capacity because you can't get people out quick enough if, if it catches fire. So we have to charge two quid to stop too many people going in. And then once you're in, if you're meeting somebody, they could be in either either of these boxes. Yeah, yeah. You've got no way of knowing. It's, there's never any phone signal. But <laughs> I, I remember it in 97, 98, the ground as a whole and it was quite good because it was empty so there was no strain on any of the facilities you could get a pint at half time you could have a piss at half time you could return your seat it was it was an all right football experience because we were getting well not that far off what we're getting now probably but it's 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 not aged well there chris, are there are going to be some improvements aren't there in this chris, do you, season or is that just seats um i think they're giving certain things licks of paint but chris do you remember going to sunderland like five years ago yes, and how yes. it was it wasn't anything like mega it wasn't anything like no wow it was like the sucks and tables and chairs together had, mm. had a sort of van selling beer and a, a, there was like a stall for like the fanzine to sell stuff from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was like i thought and we thought we sat there thinking oh this is really really good when in actual fact it's really just, basic and like sensible sort of management i i know i, I, I it's it's um, perhaps it is unrealistic of me to expect Stoke City to replicate the um, experience of a club the size of let's of Borussia Dortmund. But like, I, I I it's been a while since I brought up that I've been to Dortmund to watch football. But the the whole of that football experience was mind blowing to me because it was so set up for the fans to have a great time both in and outside the ground. You realistically, it was set up for you to turn up to the match three so hours before the game, because not only did they have like food vendors outside and a lovely seated area and like bars with, you know, the massive long tables outside, they set up like, shopping like the big um like not porter cabins but like trailers which were selling the merchandise outside the fans could se- were selling their merchandise in official vans as well um which is where i got a dortmund top that says love borussia hate fascism two thumbs up for that and then and then when you go, go in can't see those being big sellers <laughs> <laughs> but then when you go into the the match itself and i think i was telling you guys this yesterday at the game go like they have this whole cashless system by the by it's affordable it's cheap um they're the same thing there is a wide option of stuff that you can that you can like purchase obviously they've got the advantage you can have beer in the stands but even if not it's nice to stand around in the concourse yeah. there's an atmosphere there there's music playing it's same. painted they've got pictures up it looks it's a place that you're like oh yeah this this is a this is a top stadium. This it isn't yeah. just bare concrete and and, and cold. St. Pauli's the absolute same, and that's in the middle of like a really rough part of Hamburg, and it's mm. it's a really sort of sort of rough old stadium. And I know the St. Pauli have got a big sort of emphasis on fan culture, but even then, it was like 
you know, for a preseason friendly, they've got they're just making sure that people are out having a good time. But again, like we don't even need to compare it to those kind of clubs. Card, I've been to Cardiff away and they've done it. Middlesbrough yeah, yeah, had the bare yeah. essentials. Sunderland had the bare essentials. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of it like a non-league game. I'll tell you what, fucking Solihull Moors, right? The tiny ground, which is like next to an airport. It's in the middle of nowhere. Like it's basically not, it's one of these sort of, non-league teams that's got a sort of semi-wealthy owner and therefore like is starting to climb the leagues because but it's got no sort of tradition behind there's no big tradition of that club but they had like um they had a live band on Mm. outside their sort of clubhouse thing and it was like um like bangra music to sort of like integrate the community sort of in solihull and stuff and i thought this is just nice Mm. and like that's solihull I feel, do you know what? I feel like with with a club like that, it's not that they have to do stuff like that, but there are so many other, like they they almost have to have these additional things to make it a nice experience. Mm. And it just the realization you saying that it's like shit. Do our does our club take our support for granted a little bit? I think so. And if you take also to go sort of to the opposite extreme of of Solihull, you might think that big clubs would want to be selfish and like make sure you only go to the official outlets, go to the concourse to buy your official match day hot dog and buy buy your official programme and your official scarf. Liverpool, like it's those densely packed streets outside of Anfield. So I know, and I know because they're Liverpool, they're going to get those people trying to turn up and sell you shit anyway. But they still make a real effort to have make sure that fans are having a good time and if they're buying beer from a from a wagon rather than inside the ground then so be it and you know what if if you are buying a few extra drinks outside the ground maybe you will actually spend five quid on the official club hot dog once you're inside mm-hmm. it's so years fucking ago. obvious it's so like really just i mean it, it's I remember when, like, we we first started bringing this up, or rather, people started bringing this up on Twitter, and people were just saying, "Oh, what?" So, you know, I I go to the football just to watch the football. I, I don't need all these sort of trinkets and stuff. What do you want? A light show? Do you want a cheese shop kind of thing? No, but like, that's come it, on, though. that's that's what it but feels it's the like. The whole we're shit, we're meant to be shit thing. Yeah, that's what it feels like going to Stoke. There's two 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 point three points. Firstly, 16 years ago, you could buy, like, in each stand, there was a little club shop concession, and you could buy a scarf. Yep. In, in, yes. from, like, you could go for a piss, come back and think, oh, I didn't go to a club shop beforehand, I could buy a scarf. Brilliant. All gone. You see you see the little shutter next to the bar in every stand that hasn't been open for 10 years or, or more. We just stopped doing it in the Premier League. Weird. But the whole going to Stoke experience feels like, Oh, it's shit because you have to prove you want a beer before we'll let you be in. It's like it's that whole mentality. It's like we are shit. Mm. We're meant to be shit. If you don't, you don't like, like it, it, you're not good enough to come in and enjoy Stoke being shit as well. Mm. But also, what one thing you mentioned, all those other clubs you mentioned, like Middlesbrough as an example, exactly the same stadium as ours, like literally yes. the same, built by the same people to the same plans. We just didn't bother with the corners because. Exactly out, the out same, and they managed to make it better in every way. Darlington was great before, obviously, lots of bad things happened there, but it was basically the same. Doncaster is very similar, 
Holes. But they are think they are things like organized queues. So you've got the bar, I mean you've got little metal bars for organized queues to get your drinks. Things mm. like that. Tell you what, I haven't been oh. since I've come back into the championship. I bet you any money Coventry's better. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And the uh, and uh, I mean Doncaster, to bring that, like it's the keep moat is a bit of a, a soulless place, but at least it's got like restaurants and stuff near it. It's near like a shopping thing. Like the the issue the issue that the not the Britannia. The issue that yeah, well, no, the Britannia has is that oh, what oh, what do you want to do? Pretty look at some Toyota one <laughs> pub that you can't really go in, and it's not. It's one of those chain places. Uh, there's a thousand car dealerships, and then and that's it. And as like, soon as as soon as you improve that that atmosphere around the ground and you say you get people turning up a bit earlier and maybe not running away it fixes the traffic problem as well which is is probably one of the worst things about the fucking ground is the fact that you can't unless you leave on 85 minutes it takes you an hour longer to get home than it otherwise would and god does it does it give you like so much goodwill from fans like if you are having a nice time there mm. like um, don't get me wrong people aren't going to be impressed with a shitty game but they're still it, it gives the fans so much goodwill towards the rest of the club because it's like if, if you are turning up like, so yesterday is a prime example i have not been consistently going to to games this season uh and so when I've been, when I've gone when I've gone when I yesterday I loved it because I saw friends. If I'd been going every week and I was seeing that performance, there's there's, o- there's only so much the novelty of seeing people who I've not seen in a while is gonna keep me happy and entertained because there's no, there's, there's shit all else, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, <laughs> like Chris, like e- like if. This is legitimately being the deciding factor. Like we all live in Yorkshire, God's own county. Oh, we hey. invent, we invented football. Actually, why do you think it's called Featherstone? Um, <laughs> like we live far enough away for it to be a decision. Like even yes. me as a season holder, it's a decision. Right? Where, where do I go or not? And like, obviously, if I know, if I go, I'll know. I'll see. Ben Rowley there, maybe Tom, maybe one of you guys. Like, if but I'm thinking it's not a day out. It's not no. a. It's not a. It's not really an experience. It's just train ground, ground train by, and that's that's a really crap way to spend a Saturday. Yeah. If I yeah. if I can, you know, sit and chat with my mates for a little bit, or just have a have a pint and not feel like I'm need to rush for the train back or anything like that i'm gonna have a better time because i think actually i'm having an, a day out i'm having a beer with my friends just and i know i can go inside the concourse but even then you've got like an hour window to queue up at the one thing and then yeah it's mm-hmm. it's it's crap like again i like i agree with chris like i highlights of my day yesterday where like we had I had some beers with uh Tom on the train down because mm-hmm. that's probably the best time of the day in which to drink is the train and like <laughs> and and Bod and then seeing you guys like we I think we're talking ourselves around in circles we 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 know we all agree and it's like mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. the points are so sort of self evident to me that 
especially when we're really, really mediocre football club. You can do so much to help get the fans back on side with you as operators of a football club by just admitting that sometimes the fans do know a little bit better about what they want more than you do. And we we need to get onto the fans council, get onto the club and say, look, actually, this is really shit and you have taken us for granted because the attendances will drop and they will drop by quite some way if there is nothing to to it like not just entice not entice people to go, but to like change that decision for them to to swing that decision, mm-hmm. and it to and to yeah you you you're on a cycle, aren't you? If you have a nice time, you'll support the team more. You support the team more, maybe the team does a bit better. Maybe the team does a bit better. Maybe more people come, and maybe more people have a nice time and tell their friends and blah 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 blah. It's like business one hundred and one. It's economics. The is, though, that makes but, well, us right soft. now. We've got we're right. In, but right now we've got Tony Pulis. No, Tony Pulis. We've got uh, Homer Simpson outside the bowling alley with a shotgun, going football, bang, get your football here, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got that. That'd be a massive step up. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if we have nice things, then we're soft and we can't be soft because we're stoked. So no, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have to we have to be punished on our way in and out of the ground all the way to it. I mean, repeating what you've just said, but I haven't been for two years effectively since plague started. And the things I miss probably most are occasionally crosswords in the car with Dave driving down. Very nice. <laughs> and I'd one one game in five, I'd probably speak to Nick Hancock for 30 seconds at half time, which I was like, <laughs> and, like <laughs> and and the football, I mean, really recently. Mm-hmm. So but now you just want to go to Stoke Poges. That's a Nick Hancock <laughs> video. I, I, the last, I mean, <laughs> The last, the last thing I think I was, I would say on it is that you're, you're right in that this is it's business one hundred and one, and that if if you are trying to cultivate, let's not even let's not even say it's about cultivating an atmosphere. If you are trying to cultivate a returning loyal customer base, which, like you know, it, be, it, be, it grieves me to call us a customer base, but that is essentially what what the as, as a business we are if you are wanting to cultivate though this this fandom that is is loyal that will defend this club which will 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 feel take ownership of it if you are not able to provide top quality on the pitch entertainment which is you know that's that's, that's can happen that's a lot and, more expensive that's than a lot than the other stuff yeah then then the reason the, re, the what you do is you create other things that make people think, yeah, this is this is cool. I like doing this. The other, I tell you what it is. Look, this is go with me on this one. Uh, you know, wrestling wrestling fan here. You are not going to go and watch the five star brilliant wrestling matches in in your local city every week and that isn't going to happen but some of the best times and times where i felt like the like oh shit no this is great i want to keep coming back to to this this type of this company here they haven't got the best wrestlers they haven't got this but they've cultivated this atmosphere where it's fun to go and it's and, and you want to go if 
the quality on the pitch, I'm not saying it doesn't matter because it's a results business and of course it matters, but it's there are so many easier battles that you could win to make people. Yeah. And, and then that relationship, it's the, it's the chicken and the egg. If you can create a decent atmosphere, then that makes it a, a club that people want to be at. And it means that the ground doesn't get poisonous as soon as you can't complete you four passes. If build it, they will they come. come. <laughs> and, the, um, and forgive me if this is just picking on sort of a minor sort of, just picking on your word slightly, Chris, but I don't think it's about cultivating so much as just retaining at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, like, we're, like we've given our perspective from like people who like don't live in the area and mm. how that affects us in terms of our going to watch Stoke. But but it you it could be something for the city of Stoke on Trent as well. Like I'm not saying like huge pie in the sky. It needs to be a all singing, all dancing concert venue. But like. Think about like how Bod has become a big thing in Stoke in the last few years. Like getting some of their guys involved, like because they've clearly like start started something very successful and known what they're doing with it and marketed themselves really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there are creative, inventive, entrepreneurial people in Stoke on Trent who would bloody love to have a go at setting up a stall or doing something with their business related doing something business related around the ground getting getting the club involved with them but again it's it, there's no sort of openness there we are, we've got the closed shop get the get the, the Staffordshire University sponsors a stand get some bloody students in to do something like I don't know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be anything amazing they can just flog some t-shirts and some beer if that's what you want them to do but you know students need money students want money but they can also do other things as well like mm-hmm. fuck, fuck, yeah fuck. we've we've spent more longer on this than we, we have on the, on the, we, on we the scene. Yeah. but yeah like <laughs> We'll who, maybe just click this and send it to the club. I don't know, but we feel like we just who amongst us, right. who amongst us here or listening, haven't been to a lower league game once or twice and had basically a better time. Yeah, regardless yep. of the actual game, the the general everything yep. else about yep. it. Yep. Just yeah. So that fifty grand we're saving next year. 50 grand a week we're saving <laughs> the next year on Joe Allen's wages. That can pay for it. No, 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 Plentifold. No, no. Don't jinx it because he hasn't gone yet. And everyone's saying, oh, he's definitely gone. And everyone seems to be going out of their way to jinx it. And I'm I'm going to say right now, I think he'll sign an extension at the last minute. So uh, don't spend that shall, money is what I'm saying. Shall we feed someone to the hippos? Chomp, God. chomp, chomp. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I'm happy to feed someone to a hippo. Oh, we any, could feed any... Potter Mist to the hippos. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, uh, do either of you have any nominations on hippo feeding this week? Um, that's good who's, who's been... Mm. Uh, the United States Supreme Court. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. No further Absolutely. comment, just the United States Supreme Court. All of them. Get it. 
They'll be surprised, won't they? They would be really <laughs> surprised when it's a match day and suddenly a drone's picked them up. Presumably, they, what's Sir, happening? We've got get... a telegram from Stoke on Trent, England. <laughs> this is is this legal? I don't know. You should know. <laughs> and then all they hear is chomp, chomp, <laughs> chomp, just getting louder. And louder. Okay, mm. U.S. Supreme Court mm. is taking about eighteen hours to get in. In, in the case of chomp, chomp, chomp for eighteen hours. Wizards versus the Supreme Dream. Court, twenty twenty two. We find you guilty. <laughs> Oh, I like it. I I like it very much. Um, do oh, what else do you want to do? What else do you want to do? We've been, we've chatted for a really long time. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a, a long episode. Shit, yeah, been a ramble chat. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to do? Anything? Uh, else? What, what else? What is there? We've we've been speaking for so long. I've I've lost all form of of formatting. What are we doing? Uh, no, I'm I'm happy to. Uh, wrap it up uh, okay if that's what we want to do I'm, I'm, yeah I'm just... i mean i would happily talk to you both for hours yes. at a time but um we've 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 spoke for long enough um in terms of the next podcast then i have no idea when we're going to speak next um Ooh, no. i suppose we'll we'll wait and see if oh my god have you seen what tofa Knowles has posted on twitter wait one sec one sec, one sec. oh my oh, yeah. god this is live Tofu. reaction. Tofu knows I'm going to click. On <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, everyone needs to go at Tofu knows. This is live reaction. <laughs> Six minutes ago, Tofu knows. Oh. Visualized. Love you. Chomp. Chomp. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's so much so potential good. here. It's so much. It's so Oh, right. First thing. First thing. We, right. What we absolutely need to do with this is whenever we win next season, reply to the team who we've just beat with that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. That's amazing. Oh. Oh. Chris, I'm so glad you saw that. Oh, so am I. So am I. That That's is the best. Sofa, that is the oh. best thing I've ever seen. John, <laughs> it is, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the way part. It's the way that Potamus is like blinking as well. Yeah, it's blinking. It's been, oh. Oh, get, everyone needs to get Twitter. Look up at Tofanols if you don't already, and look at this animated, <laughs> oh. incredible thing. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, Topher, you've done us oh proud. What a way to end the season and to end the that podcast, is, day. What a That way. is the highlight of the season by yeah. some distance. Absolutely. Right. What I was going to say is um, I'm sure we, we may not be back next week unless something crazy happens uh, and we need to get Tom to react to Joe Allen signing a new deal. Um, but we will be back throughout the, the off-season. Apparently, um, Ben told us yesterday... Or was it Tom? Someone told us the season starts early because of that blinking Winter World Cup. So you don't get that long off until we go again. Yes. Yeah. Um, all I have to say <laughs> is so good. It's such a good thing. Um, I, thank you, everyone, for listening to us this season. It has been, I'm sure, a chore for you, as it has been to us. <laughs> Days. <laughs> It's so funny. It's I'm so good. It. <laughs> he's blinking and he's chomping and then <laughs> he's, he's chopping in the background. This this for way he rises up. He's just way he rises up <laughs> blinking. Yeah, the, the blue chomp just to piss off people who don't like the blue in the bounce as well. <laughs> oh, 
He's literally and his hair oh. and his, his the blink. Oh, <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> Dave, Dave. Oh man. Dave. Oh right. Yes. Dave. Um, t- Dave. Tony. Dave. Tony. And I would say to Tom, who is who is not with us tonight. That I I heartfelt thank you to you guys for being with us again for what has been another season. Um, I still enjoy doing this podcast as as dramatic as it's been and as melancholic as it's got at some point. Um, I I still I've I've loved it and I, I appreciate you guys being being here. It, chomp chomp. It's so. <laughs> oh. I've just got it. I got my screen split, so half of it is our Skype, our Zoom call. The other is uh, yeah, Twitter. I've got the exact same setup. Chomp. It's just I've, flashing there. I've got it on another monitor, but I've had to put my hand up so I can speak <laughs> coherently for a few seconds. Just to say, I thoroughly concur, Chris. This, uh, the, broadly speaking, this is usually the highlight of my weekend. I've missed a few weeks, <laughs> so I would have liked to have not done, but... This is, it's always a pleasure to speak to you and it's lovely oh. to see you both and love to Tom as well. And now back to the hippo. <laughs> oh, God. Dave, have you any, any, final, <laughs> any final words for the, for the uh, end yes. of the season? Uh, echo your heartfelt thanks to everyone who's listened, especially if you've made it all the way this far. Thank you so much for uh, support. If you've dropped us a tweet or just uh, supported us on Patreon or anything like that, thank you so much. It's uh, been really lovely to do. Um, yeah, let's get let's get on board with like let's be let's be the fun time gang next season. Let's the be fun time gang. Let's be let's be f- just you know you you've only got we've only got one club. I know there's others out there, but we've only got one club, and <laughs> there's no other club that could produce what we've just seen there. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. chomp. <laughs> we, we are, we're amazing. We're going to win the league. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. We're, let's just fucking go. Let's fucking go, Stoke. Let's fucking have him. Come on. Piss the league. Chomp, chomp, chomp all the other teams. Let's, oh God, I'm just so happy and excited for next season. Everything good is, everything good is going to happen. It's just sunshine and rainbows all the way down. <laughs> Football, watch it, watch the football. We're gonna move. Stoke get promoted. England win the World Cup. Chomp, chomp all the way. Oh, chomp, God. chomp, chomp all love, the way home. I love it. I love it. I, 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 yes. Thank you, then, everyone, so much for your support, your listening, uh, and and all your messages and stuff throughout the season. We'll see you soon. It won't be too long before we're back. But until then, do keep yourselves nice and safe. Glory to the Stoke Empire. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Go on, Stoke.